Uh, hi everyone, it's me, the Trash Future Italian correspondent Rocco Sifredi. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm new in town and I've never been on a podcast before. Although I do like your studio, there's something very familiar feeling about that black couch against the wall. Uh, I've just spent the day doing my favorite thing to do in every new place, so wandering around Whitechapel asking girls if they like dick. Uh, but this guy called Sadiq Khan came over with his Sharia police and said this was haram, so I just came here. Uh, is that camera on? Why does that guy have his dick out? Wait. Hello and welcome once again to the laughably out-of-date 2018 year in review episode of tf my name is riley you may remember me from every previous episode of the podcast i'm of course joined in studio for the first time since his return from new york by hussein kasvani oh yeah i'm back uh i mean oh yeah shit i'm actually in the studio i I forgot that i i was recording remotely before um when i first came in a couple of days ago it smelled like one giant damp towel like uh, this whole room just smelt like a damp towel. That's why time to have exactly one damp towel and a great time. <laughs> Delicious. Um, we all share a big, big, big <laughs> towel. Mm-mm. 2019 mm. is a year of big wife and big towel. Uh, made on the boards. So my wife actually owns my, not, not big in the sense of physical size wife, but big wife in the sense that she controls everything, actually owns an enormous towel. And I used to make fun of her about it because it was like, this is a beach towel. Like, why is this a bathroom towel? But then I used it one time and I was just like, this is amazing. I'm squarely in the pocket of big towel. So the fact that you just said it's the year of big wife and big towel, it's like fortuitous. Yeah. It lets me know that this is my spiritual home. Yeah. This is finally the year. Enjoy it. This is finally the year when we speak to our um, primarily male <laughs> fan base and remind them all to get nice towels and more than one pillow for their bed. Well, also, and they have to get married so they have big shit. wives. And also stop yeah. referencing the show on Tinder. No, just keep, stop. Stop no, doing it. Keep doing it. No. Keep referencing the show on Tinder. I love it when people send me DMs of guys that have referenced the show on Tinder. Keep doing it. It sustains me. Uh, and we have special Italy correspondent uh, Milo, who is very rarely seen in the same room as Rocco Sofredi. Hello, hello there, my my good bitches. Um, as uh, as Rocco Sofredi <laughs> is in London, I've had to come and replace him in Italy by touring the streets of Rome and asking nearby people if they do or do not, in fact, like dick. <laughs> and, and sitting in with us today is Vice Home Affairs editor Simon Childs. Simon, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, this studio is way nicer than my office, so I'm just pleased to be here. <laughs> the office is I'm in really fact worried about the state of your office. <laughs> Um, so I said this is our laughably out of date year in review episode uh, because mainly it is. We have decided to look at 2018 quarter to quarter and pick some of our um, not necessarily highlights or lowlights, but the lights. We're looking at the lights. We're looking directly at the lights and we're not blinking um, <laughs> of the news. Yeah. And Simon, who is one of the showrunners of the news, uh, is going to be here to help us uh, unpick its intricate plot lines and see if our fan theories are correct. And if you stay right for the end, you'll see the post-credit sequence. <laughs> Where we tease 2019's yeah. the there's news. Been, <laughs> there's been some great writing on this season of the news, I have to say. <laughs> Emmys across the board. <laughs> so we're going to decide what's canon what's, uh, what's, and what's mere headcanon. And what's mere fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love to write fan fiction. There was fiction. a lot of fan fiction. This I love last to write year. fan fiction about the news where Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau finally get over their differences. Welcome to the show, Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Will the intrepid trash shooter boys be able to tell their cannon from their head cannon from their siege cannon? Tune in to find out. <laughs> that is what the newsroom is. It's it's fan fiction about the news. <laughs> uh, I love when we uncover a little thing like that. So mm. because we I also. Are- I love that we're doing it by quarter because we're channeling Grant Finlayson, online business ninja from LinkedIn. <laughs> exactly. So we split it up into quarters. We did specify how we were going to split it up, split it up into quarters. So everyone's kind of done it differently. <laughs> I've got Q3, the strongest and biggest dickhead of the quarters. Who has Q1? Me. Milo, that may be you. <clears throat> All right. It's Milo, news quiz. It's me, news, your boy. Quiz. Do, news quiz. Do you want to start us off with Q1? 
Yeah, my my version of the of the Q1 news is actually a kind of as Q1 was so long ago. I mean, we we may remember our profits, but do we remember the news? Um, and so mine <laughs> uh, is a quiz. Um, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna begin with a with a Riley Quinn favorite. Uh, on the eighth of January, there was a cabinet reshuffle. But who was in and who was out? Can you can anyone in the studio name anyone who came in or out of the cabinet in that reshuffle? Lucinda Gunch, there obviously, some really when, she, <laughs> <laughs> when Lucinda Gunch was made minister of um of of foreign extramarital affairs, I really felt that. There are some extremely rel names on this list, but there were also some real trash future favorites. So um, I'm hoping you can get at least one. I actually wrote an article about this, and I'm like really struggling. Was <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Grab possibly? No, nope, afraid not. So he came in later. There's three in, hard. three in, three out. This is gonna be like career ruiningly shit when I can't remember anything that happened. Wait, oh. was was yeah? Okay, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm, it's a Gavin. I think a Gavin was made Secretary of Defense. Yeah, but then had some porn controversy. I think that's Damien Green with a porn. <laughs> we yeah. spoke about this Damien, last week. The Damien Tiger, Green, the guy who no, had Damien Green, Green resigned pre-reshuffle. Okay. <laughs> But was Gavin Williamson made defense minister? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he was not. Milo? I don't know if he was. So oh! I didn't. I didn't make. Hang on. I didn't note down people who were moved around within the cabinet. This is only people who came in or went out. Okay. Because um, obviously, making a list of all the different movements would have been maddening. <laughs> I, I Theresa May reshuffles are not like small affairs. It's like full Mad yeah. Max out here. I, I gotta say, I genuinely don't know. It was supposed to be like a okay, sort of have... new year, new me kind of vibe. Like, let's sort of get rid of the cobwebs and start this year anew and be not terrible. I just remember it going really badly and fucking up immediately. And that's what I remember. Okay, Milo, right. help, help us okay. out. Bestow your on knowledge the, upon on us. The, on the outs, we've got uh, Patrick McLaughlin. Never heard of him. James Brokenshire. <laughs> big, big a man who I'm sure Riley has invented. <laughs> <laughs> he was out was he um, housing he was immigration actually i remember him is he now housing sorry this is gonna get really yeah. boring and like veep or something is immigration even a ministry uh you can be the immigration minister it's it's subject it's a junior minister from the home office i know that because yeah. i have spent oh, a lot okay. of time immigrating here <laughs> oh excellent um, it's riley's favorite thing to do uh love to immigrate <laughs> well we all know it is but we won't comment on that further um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, also, also out was Justin Greening pouring one out for our girl. Um, and oh, uh, right. the, the, the refused, didn't she refuse to take up a position? I think. Yeah, she sort of. She kind of. She was going to be DWP. Was and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was going to be moved to DWP, which is like the biggest hospital pass in politics. She was like, nah, <laughs> no thanks. Um, uh, and and in we have uh, Caroline Noakes. Again, I'm just I'm just shaking my head here. Claire Perry, again, Riley could have sure made that I person up. I'm pretty sure I invented Caroline Noakes and Claire Perry. Yeah, Esther McVeigh, who I've heard of, but I'm pretty sure from the context of her selling something on QVC. Um, <laughs> oh, she was DWP for a while, but then she got embarrassingly forced out because of um, major fuck ups with Universal Credit that really haven't stopped. See, Excellent. I hear the name um, Esther McVeigh, and I imagine she's like a dark member of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it sounds like a Fleetwood Mac name, but maybe I'm getting something mixed up. Uh, she used to have a TV show. Yeah, she was like 90s and daytime TV. Do you know, like, uh, one of her producers was Adam Curtis. No way. <gasps> yeah. Adam Curtis worked on her show, and he used to make <clears throat> movies about talking dogs. Come on. I, I mean, making... Going from daytime TV to, like, you know, um, disgraced and fired DWP secretary, or maybe resigned, that's a very Adam Curtis, like, arc mm. for Abba someone's Bakar, life. Baghdadi was waging war in the Levant, but meanwhile, <laughs> work and pensions, something completely different and yet somehow related, was also occurring. <laughs> um, and the last one who was in, you're really going to be kicking yourselves for not getting this, it's our boy, Hip Hop Airhorn Please, Matt fucking Hancock. Oh my god, how do we miss that? Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I love Damn. We missed it because back back then we didn't have the app to keep track of these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm very I, 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 
Is there still the app? Are people still on the app? Was that I'm last year? Wait, let me see if I got it on my phone. Okay, hang on. Let's check out the Matt Hancock app. I'm going to say now that I have I iTunes have for the UK, let me see no, if I, I can get I Matt it. Hancock. I, we all deleted it because it was looking at all of our nudes. Okay. It was a spiritual predecessor to TikTok, right? Is Matt Hancock's like lip syncing app that's huge with the tweens? <laughs> Keemstar yeah. talking about all the drama that's going on in Matt Hancock. Ugh. When he's not like saying very true stuff about Egypt, of course. No. <laughs> Absolutely. That for another yeah. day. I um, think it would be fair to say, without libeling Matt Hancock, that he is a messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we wow, that um, we really didn't get any of those, huh? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Q1 more like 10 years ago. Do you feel me? Our brains Oratorium. Our brains are broken. If it was like what did drill tweet on the 8th of January, sure, we know, but when it comes to actual yeah. world events. Um, <laughs> nope, nothing. Okay, uh, moving swiftly <laughs> moving swiftly on to the 11th of January. Uh Theresa May promised to eradicate what from the UK by 2042. Uh, ethnic people. <laughs> no, um, negativity. I bet it was negativity. <laughs> Tory link. Tory uh, Instagram. Yeah. Tory. It's just Tory Instagram shit. She was gonna eradicate <laughs> negative thinking. Was it coal power? <laughs> I mean, oh man, you wish it was. Um, it was actually avoidable plastic waste, which is it's such a boring target. I love it. Like just. Um, <laughs> Not even, not even plastic waste, but avoidable plastic. Like you can define for yourself what avoidable is, and you, you're giving yourself like 25 years in which to do it. Incredible, um, very good. Uh, that that was just that was just a little fun one for us to have. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I'm glad 15th we had a fun of January. One. Yeah, a little, little bit of little bit of little bit of dessert for the lads. Um, which major 15th of January? Which major government contractor went bankrupt with debts of one and a half billion? Capita. Keemstar. Keemstar. <laughs> <laughs> Where would Matt Hancock have been without the vital services of Keemstar? <laughs> um, uh, no, it was Carillion. Remember, remember that? Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, right. Also starts with a C. Also yeah. went bankrupt. So does Keemstar. I know. I keep confusing them <laughs> I mean, with the guy who sang like Riding Dirty. <laughs> Damn. It's amazing, actually, looking back over this, how many of like the massive public sector scandals have been so completely overshadowed by whatever happened next week, which is even more of a scandal that you forget about the time like half of the government collapsed because they'd given all their <laughs> contracts to this one company that was run by like fucking smooth-brained idiots. Um, That's good. Normally maybe fine. it's because it's th every two weeks there is a government contracting scandal because they can't stop giving vital services to morons. At least they learned their lesson, though. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, definitely, they definitely won't be yeah. doing any more, any more contracts with Capita. The Tories have definitely yeah. left that shit in 2018. Yeah. Except with yeah. the whole Brexit fairies thing. But... No, that's just believing in yourself. Yeah, fair That's enough. investing in <laughs> self-belief. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, Carillion is, the, the administrators of Carillion are still looking for someone to offload their collection of freight boats to, so Seaborne Freight, if you're listening. Um, anyway. Uh, 21st of January, the UKIP NEC passed a vote of no confidence in the UKIP leader after a controversy involving his girlfriend. What was his name? Was it Paul Nuttall? No. <laughs> You're correct, it was Sargon no. Sargon of Akkad. <laughs> Sargon of Akkad. <laughs> yeah, so that's Paul, the current YouTube had... leader, come on. <laughs> Paul Nuttall had resigned by then, yeah. So It's that guy who yeah. looks like sort of... A character from Forty Towers, Gerard Roger Helmer. Yes, yeah. Was it yeah, Gerard? He's like no, 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 wait, like no, no, no. Live Gerard action a Rupert guy. the Bear. Um, and so him and the his guy girlfriend looked like looked like a sort of um, Pet Shop Boys album cover. What was his name, Milo? Uh, his name. <laughs> his name. I feel like yeah, I only put this question in to just to demonstrate to everyone how how often the UKIP leader changes and how no one has any idea what any of them are called. Um, his name was Henry Bolton. Where is he now? Oh, is he? he's yeah. like he's yeah. like with his he's like with his weird girlfriend, right? He started a new party. Oh, did oh f <laughs> yeah. I love, I no, love that's later. You're spoiling. You're foreshadowing the rest of the quiz. 
Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Yet another new centrist party, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, now, you, now you've ruined some of the March section of the quiz. I hope you're all proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cool. Uh, 30th of January. A leaked government oh, paper shit, revealed what? Say that again. A leaked government uh, paper revealed what? Oh, fuck, it could be it anything. Was something, it was something to do with, with the, uh, the Brexit summaries, executive summaries that all of them... Like every single one of them was negative. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it revealed that like Brexit, any kind of Brexit, no matter what the government negotiated, would damage the economy by like at least some percent. And then the and then they said, why was the government hiding this data? And then the government said, we weren't hiding it. And then they said, well, why didn't you publish it then? And then the government went, that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, if you just go back to that, all Tories are Instagram people. Then you just it becomes very obvious that they weren't publishing it because it wasn't their best angle. I just can't believe that I got one yeah. of these right. It's Jay Shetty tactics, like you know, just like yeah. okay, uh, we've received a deal for Brexit. It could it it was worth a million dollars. Might have been more. Might have been less. <laughs> it's full on magical thinking because they're like we can never say anything negative because then the spell will be broken and you know then it's and then it's the secret. It's the secret. They're doing the secret. Uh, it's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that paper loved, was just a toxic, to negative person, and they're cutting it out of their life. <laughs> <laughs> the government's doing hey. self-care, guys. Um, so we've made, we <laughs> made it to the <laughs> end of January. I can't believe it. Yeah, okay. we're now in February. Holy shit. We're going to get through this, guys, together. Let's, let's all join hands and sing Kumbaya. Um, 3rd of February, British YouTuber KSI defeated fellow YouTuber Joe Weller in which discipline? It was boxing, right? Yeah, it was boxing. Yeah. I was, I was going to like try and make a joke about like yeah. how it was. <laughs> I love that. Like, as soon as it's YouTubers, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's just, oh, it, you know, finally it's, some it, real fucking news. <laughs> it's like what a teenager said to me when I asked him, do you watch the news? He was like, yeah, I, I, I watch Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're just like one step lower. Yeah, I watch Keemstar daily. I, I, I keep caught up with mom's basement. <laughs> I, f- I found out all of the goings on. <laughs> I'd love it if we could get the Brexit news from the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> I mean, you probably hey, will you be able to. John Paul Junker, <laughs> Michelle <laughs> Barnier smoking a blunt on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one. I had one better. We have to get it from like Faze Banks, <laughs> where he's like, "Yo, a nation, an ethnically homogeneous nation of people that love you, is way better than a, con- a continent full of sharks hungry as fuck." Yo, this European clout shit is funny to me. Uh, yes, clout. Just- so, so, so that was boxing. <laughs> yeah. Twenty um, first of February. Uh, February was a bit of a slow month in the early stages, but it, but it heated up. Twenty uh, first of February, and this is a great name. <laughs> sound the great name, Claxon. Minette Batters <laughs> became the first ever <laughs> no, female president of what? Fuck, I should really know this. Um. Minette Batters. Which sounds like a cockney saying something bawdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Minette Batters when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Um, it's a, it's a, a UK professional body. Was it KSI? One of which you wouldn't <laughs> expect there to be a female president. <laughs> the KSI. <laughs> the, the Kimbo Slice Institute. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, the National Trust. Uh, no, <laughs> it was the National Farmers Union. Um, and I have okay. to say, That's... if the first female president of the National Farmers Union was going to have any name, it was going to be Minette Batters. It's <laughs> quite fun. It's not as I mean. I'd rather that than what we've been getting more recently, which is like woke defense, female fe- defense contractor CEOs, where it's like, meet, oh, yeah. meet the woman who's dropping the bomb on the Yemen of sexism. It's like, thank you. We, we are literally one year away from a legally blonde sequel where she becomes head of the CIA and it's like doing woke waterboarding. I mean, wasn't that, wasn't that like the premise of that show with Claire Danes? Oh, yeah, I feel like we have had like various series in which a blonde woman who's slightly... A, like a little bit unstable um does get to spend her time waterboarding brown people and having sex and you know what the interesting thing is in the show homeland yeah that's it yeah that in the was show it, yeah. homeland um 
The city of New York is a setting, but it's also kind of a character. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just laughing because I the, the, I originally thought it was the Crown Estate, and then I realized that there are some really amazing names in the Crown Estate, but none of them are Minette Batters. So Damn. Uh, there is, however, one that reminds me of the fake European negotiator names that we used to make up uh-huh. periodically because their director of energy, minerals, oh, and yeah. infrastructure is uh, Hoop and Rugen. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yes, not. Yes, it is H-U-U-B. Space D E N space R O O I J E N. Is Hooped and sure Rugen with my, with my isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> No, this is this is Hooped and Rugen with my new track burning up the charts. Uh, King Pussy. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that like actually when when startups yeah, run yeah, yeah, out yeah. of vowels to delete in their names, they're just going to start adding tons of them, and oh, then yeah. there is going to be a software company called Hooped and Rugen. That's the boom and bust cycle. <laughs> All startups <laughs> exactly. are just going to sound Dutch. Economics 101. You got to learn that before you can talk about socialism. Yeah. All right, Milo, what's, what's our next one? All right. Uh, so on, this is just a real news item rather than a dumb one. Uh, 27th of February, uh, transgender model Monroe Bergdorf was appointed by the Labour Party to which job? She was working in like, um, Diane Abbott's office, right? No, I feel like it was more like a, no. some sort of like advisory role to do with like equalities. Like yeah. I think maybe it was controversially about women's rights. I say controversial, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. so there was the whole route with her and was it L'Oreal, right? Yeah. Where she got kicked off their advertising campaign. Controversial among people who suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enemies of the show. Yeah. Enemies of the show. Haters. Just haters. <laughs> Inquit haters out there. Their absence. <laughs> Trig- tri- um, tr- yeah, we call them trigger pod subscribers. <laughs> Come at me. Uh, T word. Um, what, what was the body? Anyway, uh, yeah, it was LGBT it was advisor. Okay, got it. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't so remember exactly. She basically she had to resign because a load of idiots made a big fuss about it. But I can't remember exactly what the oh, fuss was. No, it was something really dumb. It was like she had said some stuff that you could construe as bad. Like that, I think that was main, maybe one of the sort of overarching things of like the early part of the year is that ev- like everyone was getting sort of cancelled in politics for dumb shit they said five years ago on social media. And I think she was one of them because she had said something like I don't know, something like reverse racist or whatever or reverse racism doesn't exist or that, that kind of shit yeah uh, okay it was a it was a stupid invented controversy i know well yeah, probably I because i can't remember it, i don't yeah. want to endorse that but <laughs> we fit chances are it was a stupid chances, invented chances controversy are that it, it was dumb and interpreted in bad faith that's normally you will not go wrong in british politics if you oh god if she like did the usual british thing and just put on like a like a hitler outfit and then got kicked out of the labor party for that we're gonna be so fucked she yeah. probably did. Mon- Monroe Bergdorf, go on, go on Trigger Pod. <laughs> Put tape over your right. mouth. So um, now the final month of yeah, Q1, okay, uh, March. Uh, well, I, we've got the first news item from March is kind of an overlapping one from February. So this goes from the 27th of February to the 4th of March. Which well-known creature visited us and where did it come from? Oh, that turned out to be Mr. Burns having gotten a... Um... Uh, a, a series of medical treatments to treat death for another week. It wasn't actually a creature from somewhere else. <laughs> Well-known creature. Was it a whale? I feel like, yeah, that seems like every other every other year there's a whale <laughs> in London. It's like a leap year, and maybe this is one of those years. I'm pretty sure I was like a teenager when that happened. <laughs> was there, was was there like a whale literally in the 15. Yeah, there was a whale that swam up the Thames, and it was there for a few days, and it was a whole thing. But th- this was in like literally 2007. Well, it was Steve like Bannon. I know we joke about like oh that feels like it was years ago but that that in that case it was literally over ten years I swear ago. There was another one there. So so wait, was, was the creature that visited us in February March Steve Bannon or was it another whale? <laughs> uh, no no S- sadly you're you're well off the track there. It was the beast from the east. Does anyone oh, remember the beast from the east? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit. The weather. No, the freaking it's not weather, one of my right? brothers. Damn, it's weather. unexpectedly cold weather. It was like so cold, and then later on in the year, it was like so hot. What? Damn. <laughs> on Whoa. average, global warming, that's just a hoax perpetrated by wacky environmentalists and everyone. And I just physics. included that one because, you know, dad's losing their mind being like... I remember because I flew back into London when that was going on. And everyone was losing their fucking minds. I remember, like, my dad went to pick me up from the airport at Heathrow and he had to drive around the M25. And, like, people were saying, like, oh, be careful. There was, like, less than a millimeter of snow on the M25. Oh, <laughs> like, that's, that's why I, I love I having moved minds. here from Canada, right? Because I, in, in Canada, there will be sort of, like, waist or chest high snow 
every year on a regular basis and all of the cities like stay fine like it, nothing happens everyone just carries on about their day whereas every british person when there is like a millimeter dusting of snow turns into bambi and the city's shut down our country only works when there's like very light drizzling rain how do you guys own everything i really don't get I just, it I, oh, I can always reflect yeah. on joel golby's article that he wrote for vice about england being amazing where he said trains get canceled because of leaves on the tracks as they if that's do. not something that we can fucking predict every year on an annual basis yeah <laughs> it was like i was on a train once which got canceled because there were too many leaves on the track uh well the thing is riley not everyone can harness the power of male feminism like canada <laughs> <laughs> awesome fun all right, nothing, so that's it. nothing that's melts it for... the snow like saying the word "person" to yourself over and over again. Um, <laughs> All right, hit me with more March. Okay, lousy March weather. <laughs> um, uh, fourth of March. Who has possibly, uh, well, who had rather possibly the least satisfactory trip to ZZ's of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Those two cool bodybuilders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for them it was quite satisfactory. No, it wasn't the body, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the bodybuilders. It was um, Skripal. It was Skripal, right? Skripal yeah. and his daughter went to Zizi's, and um, his daughter so- Yeezys. <laughs> no, they went to Zizi. I named my daughter after famous American sneaker because I believe in the West. <laughs> I mean, that's something, that's something that Riley will definitely do. Yeah, how many, how many, like, sort of 28-year-old Russians are called Levi's? Probably a uh, lot. Uh, my none that I have met. Literally, literally none. <laughs> Zero. Not percent. Jesus. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was the Skirpal. And, and then every, li- I remember every sort of sensible, Skirpal. every sensible centrist commentator in the UK was like, well... We all have to die now. Time, time for to, a war time, with Russia. Time for a pointless I, I, war. My, my favorite. My favorite was when um, the dumbest American ever, who happens to work for the Tony Blair Institute, Yasha Monk, basically said, "Jeremy Corbyn calling for reconciliation after Putin has poisoned 500 people in Salisbury." It's like, I think there were two people who were poisoned, 500 people who had their clothes screened because they might have been exposed, and the idea that Putin did it himself is just like yeah. just flies over in his gold zeppelin and poisons people and flies away like a Final Fantasy villain. Yeah, it, like it's just. But hey, man, <laughs> I don't get paid by Harvard to 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 rep Tony Blair. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> there's some there's some guy being interviewed by Sky News outside ZZ's who's like, and you also were affected by the nerve agent. He was like, I think I've just got indigestion from the calzone. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated that story because you had to sort of choose between believing the British state or the Russian state. And it's like, oh, you guys both kind of suck. And like, I probably am stupid if I say that, like, it's all a big conspiracy, actually. But also that just means like, oh, yeah, the British state. I'm going to need you to believe them. And it was just like everyone being quite annoying and stupid. People who have famously never lied before about issues of national import. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, in the end, I did believe the British state over the Russian state. I just kind of resented that. <laughs> being obligated to like, be like, you're, you're correct on this one, yeah. one time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> like a st- riddle where you're faced with a series of doors and there's two guards and one of them lies sometimes and one of them lies all the time. The Russian state being the one that lies all of the time. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like a stop clock is right twice a day, but that's no reason to go on a shooting spree. Yes, but also, you do face a yeah. difficult situation when you think, okay, I can either believe the British state who famously lied about everything from Hillsborough to the Iraq War, or the Russian state who's like, it was just food poisoning. British <laughs> food is bad. It's terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to bring down... Yeah. They've, just, they've invested all of the money from like Gazprom in a short position against ZZ's. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> He does not eat enough dill soup. <laughs> Send so him back to Russia. He will be healthy in no time. More smart. Uh, yeah. Wait. Smart, smart, smart. smart. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Six, six of March, who announced that he would be starting a new party called One Nation? Fuck. That guy whose name I already forgot. Was, it's like <laughs> it's the... funny that you cheated, and yet you're still not going to get this right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Of all the many centrist things, was this the one that failed before it had its launch? And it was like, um, it was like the guy who runs Innocent Smoothies or something. <laughs> uh, no, no, this was the UKIP guy, Henry Bolton, and it was oh, right. it was a party to, to the okay. significant right of UKIP. So it was it was yet another <laughs> failed new party, but sadly not a centrist one. In fishhook theory, it's right there with the centrists, of course. 
Wow, I can't believe I forgot his name again. <laughs> it's like UKIP leaders are designed to be anonymous. They're like spies. They're supposed to be <laughs> the UKIP, UKIP, That's why they're so popular with gamers, because they just have Agent 47 from Hitman as their leader. Just in different costumes. <laughs> They've got like an avatar from Little Big Planet. Uh, <laughs> a little like a little like sack doll that's saying get rid of the muslims um, anyway. <laughs> um uh, okay 7th of march what very special prince made a visit to the uk the christmas prince <laughs> that's the only prince i know <laughs> the christmas prince being the crown prince of saudi arabia <laughs> <laughs> Didn't yeah. we like the make world's a bunch greatest of irony that Santa Claus is Saudi Arabian and he doesn't actually celebrate Christmas himself, <laughs> which is why he can work on Christmas? <laughs> didn't didn't like we make a bunch of humiliating billboards about that? About yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So it was Mohammed bin Salman. We were like yeah. subbing for we, Saudi I mean, Arabia. Well, I mean, Saudi Arabia does fin dom us on a regular basis. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was all these billboards us? up all over London that said like "Welcome, like Mohammed bin Saud, like Welcome Saudi Arabia" or whatever. It was very odd. <laughs> and I, I, all, all kinds of journalists were just very excited about Mohammed bin Salman for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You'll, we love you. We love hanging out with you. You'll never do anything bad to any of us. <laughs> we took you for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who had the most unsatisfactory visit to the Saudi embassy of all time? <laughs> that was one of my. That was one of my favorite twists on the news this year. What? Uh, just, just the 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 great the great that um, MBS's uh, obvious heel turn that didn't happen. Sort of, you know, when he was carpet bombing Yemen. That didn't happen when he was like, you know, vastly uh, restricting the rights of dissidents and women in his own country. That didn't happen when he was like tacitly sort of funding sort of extremist uh, jihadi groups all over the world um, that really that was all his uh, baby face time his heel turn came much later I really yeah. didn't expect you guys to write that in yeah yeah well the real twist for me there is that the Russians clearly thought that they had the Oscar for the most stupidly bungled assassination in the bag with the two gay bodybuilder cathedral enthusiast line doing a nerve gas attack <laughs> in ZZ's but then <laughs> then you had the Saudis with oh yeah we'll just dismember a guy in our own embassy and then send a guy out in his clothes and then when it emerges that indeed he didn't leave the embassy we'll be like I don't know I guess he's playing hide and seek <laughs> suggesting that everyone doesn't have object permanence and actually it's when when someone leaves the room they do still exist or, or, or when they release the cctv footage and like you yeah, see he left the embassy and it's like it was literally reversed like wow it's amazing how he left the embassy by walking backwards so cool and cars were driving backwards down the street. <laughs> yeah was, because it was, it was doing in australia the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was in australia guys <laughs> yeah, Australia's okay. quite a long way backwards in time, to be fair. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. Smart, smart is on. Yeah, and my, my final news item, uh, the 19th of March, which storied university town was revealed to have done a little too much analysis? Oh, uh, I think I know what you're doing here. You're talking about famous political consulting firm Oxford Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oxford Analytica. Analytica. Real there is, a real, <laughs> there is a real company called Oxford Analytica. Sorry, sorry, Doxbridge Analytica. <laughs> Shout oh, out to all my fun. boys at Durham. <laughs> that, that's, You're that's totally the, in the, the club. Three. Don't worry, Durham guys. Are You're totally in chasers. <laughs> Durham are cloud chasers. I'm not, I'm not gonna. If you're listening and you go to Durham, please donate to the Patreon. <laughs> it's a thing. We believe you. We support your lived experience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Do Doxbridge Analytica. That was that's a a story that definitely didn't yeah. just kind of go well, away. In a way, it was Doxbridge because Cambridge Analytica did kind of dox a lot of people um, in their own in their own special <laughs> way. Um, yeah, they learned because they learned about they managed to like somehow make people vote for Brexit by like learning learning about like what friend's character they were or like w which type of French patisserie bread you would be in in the event of an apocalypse. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they somehow managed to like buy some sort of beautiful mind shit derive how to make people vote for shit from that. Unbelievable. But that was all that was all a bit kind of smoke and mirrorsy, right? What do you mean? Well, um. <laughs> 
What's incredible is that Benedict Cumberbatch found the time to do this all while being in Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the, this was all a bit smoke and, I thought this was all a bit smoke and mirrorsy because like, this is just stuff that advertising agencies do all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously super shady, but I think maybe one of the sort of mistakes taken from that is like, oh my God, it's so bad that our democracy is under, like it is fucked up they did that, don't get me wrong. But everyone's like, oh no, our democracy is under attack. And no one really discusses that like this is happening to us all the time, mm-hmm. the entire time, just like by brands and as if that's somehow like more fine. Hey, they're yeah. just trying to sell you stuff. It's like, yeah, that's kind of fucked as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like my favorite was similarly with the Cambridge Analytica stuff when people tried to make the argument that somehow malign Russian interference was able to make America racist. And it's like, look, <laughs> Russia, yeah. I don't think Russia could 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 undertake a task that challenging to make America more racist than it already is. Mm-hmm. Like I feel as though we didn't need the assist. Yeah. <laughs> That's and like like Cambridge it's just it's our Mueller investigation, right? Where we think that or not we do, but there are a lot of people out there who I think are probably in the political center uh who think that the fact that they've uncovered some wrong like you know you you called a Russian guy once if you're you know Paul Manafort or like you bought some Facebook ads if you're Cambridge Analytica that we're going to be able to like just go back in time to like before politics was back. I, I mean, I, I would I would argue a couple <laughs> things on that. Number one, Donald Trump's a huge dumbass, and they absolutely did incredibly illegal shit with the Russians. But I take whoa, your whoa, point. Stop, stop, so stop. I, don't, I, I don't think that you can you can you can look at them and be like, okay, the Mueller investigation as an entirety is like a thing that you know is just is is a liberal kind of brainworm. But I will say what you're if you're pointing at this, Riley, the idea that people think that that. A, the Mueller investigation is going to turn up some sort of skeleton key that's going to make everything go back to normal. That's yeah. the liberal delusion in America. And yeah. here in Britain, there's a certain subset of the kind of centrist remainer position who believe that and there's enough wrongdoing on the part of someone like Cambridge Analytica that could then prove that leave.eu used mind control and that the referendum should be declared invalid. But somehow that's going to make things go back to normal. Is that what you're, yeah, that's you're saying? I mean. Okay. Because like, I guess I'm just careful about being like, oh, the Mueller investigation, that dumb shit that doesn't matter because like, no, they definitely did some crime a lot. Yeah. It's just that it's one of those things where they didn't, them doing real estate crimes doesn't, didn't somehow make America be racist when it wasn't yeah. racist before. Yeah. Jared, Jared, Jared yeah. Kushner just fi- just making the deal that invents racism for finally selling <laughs> exactly. his, his building. <laughs> he, he, he undid the curse of 1984 when racism was famously <laughs> made illegal. <laughs> Jared, Jared Kushner you know, was approaching Chinese buyers and they're like, well, we can't in good faith buy 666 Fifth Avenue from you unless you push this button that makes America racist. And he said, I don't know if I can bring myself to do it, but but sometimes business is more important than conscience. And he pushed the damn button. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jared Kushner was spending a lot of time on bodybuilding in the cathedrals of Europe, top Rue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that March? Or did anything else happen in the last 10 days of March? Or did we all just go to sleep for a while? Uh, that was nothing interesting happened. Just the world <laughs> continued to be bad. We've already been recording for 40 minutes, so you better be glad that nothing happened. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's Okay, quarter two. Quarter two, quarter two, quarter hit two. Hit me. Hit me with that quarter okay. two. All right. So we'll start with some smart stuff and some dumb stuff, right? Okay. So April, some statistics came out to show that apparently London's murder rate had surpassed New York City's murder rate. Fuck and, you, New York. Uh which number one, oh, big champions. win. Big win. Fuck it out, wrecked. Pussy. Yeah, hey, hey, just because you don't find the fucking bodies the fucking doesn't mean we're not rate. doing some fucking crimes, man. <laughs> well, ever since Jared Kushner came into town and came into power, like all the crimes have been real estate crimes, which are technically classified as business, and therefore, yeah. Um, but it turned out that those business statistics were pretty dodgy um, because they didn't account for like spatial differences. They didn't account for um, types of crimes. Uh, so it kind of, you know, measured a knife crime in the same way as like a gun crime. Uh, also, but what it did do and what it's still doing is it's a statistic that a surging far right was using to discredit Sadiq Khan, um, who their main line of attack is. Whose Sharia like, police have been working not- very hard. Yeah. Like, well, he says that the Sharia police is too busy arresting people in Swindon on Twitter than they are like tackling like the quote unquote knife crime ec- epidemic happening in London um, without kind of acknowledging or even acknowledging, but just refusing to kind of even accept that like policing is not a, an issue for the mayor of London. 
um, it's an issue for like central government and things were not kind of considerably better under Boris Johnson. You know, so, uh, but that was like the first time of that kind of line of attack really kind of came into fruition. Uh, who, you say, who you saying made that line of attack? Hmm? Who made that line of attack? I mean, it, it came out like all the kind of right wing accounts were kind yeah, of yeah. citing these statistics. Because I never get that. It always feels like there's some sort of racist vibe in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which I don't understand in, re- in relation to knife crime. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and this is really weird because the attacks on Sadiq Khan, you know, they are like, they are confluent. So they kind of take him, you know, so they'll pick at straws. So they'll kind of say, oh, yeah, we know that like knife crime is an issue that um, disproportionately affects like young black kids who live in like estates right um and that this is an issue to do with like local community and local policing and stuff like that but we're still going to blame him because but and then what i've seen like i've the most extreme things that i've seen online recently have been like you know things to do with how london is becoming less white and that's because of like a non-white mayor yeah um it's a very weird one and like one that probably warrants its own show than like this particular segment but it was it, like I did notice like a real spike during that time, uh, which was kind of yeah very telling. Do that again. The other thing I noticed about that is the the refrain about you citing that crime statistic is always that Sadiq Khan has decided that it's illegal to he's he's more interested in having the police arrest people for saying that the Irish were the first slaves, uh, <laughs> and he's fine with London being like a charnel house of constant knife crime everywhere on everyone. Yeah. Right. And like that's and it is in it has this statistic has wormed its way into the imagination of people who've probably never been to London. Say, the American far right absolutely yeah. loves it, and I have I definitely seen that. And and Americans too, and they're they are actually imagining that like Sadiq Khan called the police and was like, no, don't enforce the law on knife crime anymore. We're just going after people being talking about white about Irish people being the first slave. <laughs> that's the only crime now. <laughs> yeah. These people up my ass all the time about the murder rate. They don't understand it. It's a simple dispute about sanitation that ended with someone going into the uh, witness protection program. <laughs> also, something I'd point out, too, as somebody who's you know, lived in New York for a while, New York's murder rate is at its absolute historic low. And so, on one hand, it's not good when London's murder rate is high, even if it's in a month or a quarter higher than New York's. But New York's is at such a historical low right now that... It's and it's also. I mean, I, I guess I just look at a city like London. It, it's it's hard to look at that and say, okay, London is now more dangerous than New York because as Hussein discovered in New York, um, there's some problems that we have that London doesn't have. Like, uh, well, you typically don't have people taking shits in the subway station. No. Uh, also, you can buy fruit in most places. <laughs> that is which true. Which is very difficult to get in New York. That's very true. Um, you can get more those quarter waters though. So yeah, yeah. So. Then in the middle of April, something quite significant happened. Um, Theresa May had to apologize uh, to leaders of Caribbean communities across the UK after the Windrush scandal first emerged. And the Windrush scandal, um, you know, people who lived in this country for decades, who had kids, who had families, who were brought into the country to rebuild it, um, who this country owes a great service to, were basically being told to get out, to go to countries that they had never been before, to be with families or what to be like in places where they didn't have families um and it was this huge scandal that you know was uncovered by a mix of reporters like i think most people like know the guardian for being the people who spearheaded it but yeah, it had been reported by like the voice before and like um media diversified did some interesting stuff or they did right they wrote some really interesting and powerful pieces about it um and it was pretty defining because obviously Theresa may has this reputation as being like the deportation home affairs um, of a deportation home secretary during during the good days when racism didn't exist and we were in <laughs> and we were and we were in Europe and everything was fine. Um, you know, you so could leave she was, door unlocked then. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, those you know, nice deportation... men in pointy hats would keep an eye on it for you. <laughs> the, 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 the go home bands were um, always protecting us, always watching us like back, a silent dark night. Back, back then, the go home, the go home vans were just reminding you to visit your family in the home counties. <laughs> just remember to go yeah, visit your the homies. The go home vans are agents of chaos. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 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 you can't help but notice the symbolism when the, the 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 moment that all liberals want to return to the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympics featured a tribute to the, the Windrush generation, and then the government fucking deported them. Like they went after them aggressively and deported them as while they were like in their golden years, like. It's insane. Mm. Um, Madness. Yeah. 
That, I'm saying that, let's bring that, in Guy that Household. That opening bands. ceremony, those fireworks. Yeah, it was so down. beautiful. It was so well done. It's um, so touching. Yeah. It was like it was like my favorite overproduced anime. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like kind of the fucked up thing about the whole um, Windrush scandal was how that like barely touched the sides of the hostile environment. Right. It was like it was like only like sort of the most quote unquote deserving, not not even migrants like. They were citizens and they were still being deported. Yeah. And it was like only people who were so completely unambiguously unjust, really. I mean, like, you know, like massively well done to The Guardian and everyone for, for like making it a huge deal and like taking down Amber Rudd. But like, it's kind of a shame that it didn't sort of undermine the whole logic of British state racism, which is possibly a bit too much to ask. But yeah. that would have been nice. And it was like, it happened like a couple of months before the first year anniversary of Grenfell Tower, mm. um, the Grenfell Tower burning. Um, there were lots of like weird, like wild-brained, like takes about that, and I'm I'm tempted to say that Brendan, our friend Brendan, was part of that, <laughs> where it was kind of like, okay, we know that this was kind of shit, but like we can't like just stop deporting people, you know? Like we? <laughs> we can't, we Maybe can't we can. really, we can't really stop fine. doing that, you know? If we start doing that, it sets a precedent, and then like, oh, it's, we're gonna put border agents out of work. Right, right, and we love jobs and we love business. And if Which they to wanted be fair to, is the labor position. And if they if they wanted to, if they wanted to start their, if they wanted to start their own businesses, well, we're just taking that opportunity away from them. Um, so that was good and fun, and I'm pretty yeah. I'm gonna say that Brendan was part of that, but like if. I wasn't. If he wasn't, then Brendan, I'm sorry. Don't sue me. But, but also, I think... The, the Brendan, Brendan would have been like, is what's happening to the Windrush generation bad? Sure. But who are the real victims here? The Huguenots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, 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 one complained, no one complained when those deportations happened. Uh, everyone is standing up for the people of color, but when the little French lace-making people had to go to America, nobody cared. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say that the, the government had the landing cards from the 40s through the 70s you know, on paper copies, and they just destroyed them without digitizing them. Mm. Nobody knows why. They just did. And uh, and then, of course, when- <laughs> Messy bitches love drama. Exactly. They, they love drama. No, and, Marie Kondo. And then, Marie Kondo. Oh, Marie, Ka yeah, Marie, Marie Kondo came in and told them to- They, they couldn't <laughs> find any joy in those landing joy. cards from the Windrush generation, <laughs> so they had to throw them out. I mean, it's just that was just self-care. That was government self-care. More government self-care. Yeah, I mean, they, they threw Marie away, they threw away the canceled. paper evidence. <laughs> they threw away the paper evidence that could have substantiated people's right, their absolute right as citizens to live in this country. And then they said, oh, we just don't have paperwork. And just and they they went on a deport first and then solve it later kind of thing. Well, building on what Simon was saying earlier, right? You were saying like the problem was that they, they attacked ba the hostile environment pi policy around the edges. Where it's like what happened is like they're attacking it because the government failed to live up to its own rules. And it failed to live up to its own rules in such a way that like, you know, it... That if this paperwork had existed, then these deportations wouldn't have happened. But we didn't question why are we being such immigration hawks in the first place. Yeah, totally. And like the fact that they destroyed those papers, like suggests because it was kind of reported as like, oh, I can't believe the government has fucked up this badly to be deporting British citizens. Whereas actually, like if they like destroyed the their landing papers and then I think they then later like demanded that you needed like certain papers, then it's like, well, that's pretty much intentional. And it's like, yeah, I don't. Know, I think the hostile environment is sort of it's to do with like migration targets mm -hmm. and once you've got like in government you've got like an absolute target you kind of just have to make it happen and everything else goes out the wind it's a bit like austerity it's like you know everything the government does is to reach a certain target and it doesn't matter who the fuck gets hurt in the way and it's the same thing with windrush i think like they had a target and so basically like these kind of faceless bureaucracies were just like ab just being absolutely like fucking what's the word um like kafka so it's a cliche but like kafkaesque yeah. and um yeah, and then yeah, so then it makes you question like, I just I just like to stop you there to say that we don't misuse words on this show. <laughs> so if you want to use Kafka esque, use it in the right way. For example, my YouTube channel got demonetized. I feel that's quite Kafka esque. Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm not allowed to say the, I'm not allowed to say slurs on Fortnite anymore. Yeah. Also, like, also Kafka. -esque. I don't want to like reduce the currency of that word. Right, so thank I apologize. You, thank you. We're we're trying to like make discourse better on this show. Sure, sure. Thank you. But but then also, I mean, I, I agree with your point, and I guess something that I I realized too in watching this because I w wasn't yet living here, but I was waiting last year was dealing with immigration um, was the fact that the Guardian searched and searched and searched and they finally found one instance. It took. They may have found a few more later, but initially they found one instance of this happening to a white person. Everybody else was black. And, you, and, and mm. the idea that you could look at that and think, 
oh, well, this surely must be a coincidence. They must have just made a mistake. It's yeah, like, it, it's, it's just like something out of the thick of it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like this, this weird, strange fuck up. It's like, no, it's no. like, it's got to be more than that, right? Yeah, and, 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 I, and I feel like, I mean, we'll, the we'll government are deporting I mean, thousands of black people using this one weird trick. Fuck. It led to the resignation. Sorry, I'm just like pushing us all along here, right? <laughs> it led to the resignation of Amber Rudd, who was tipped to be one of the Theresa May successors. Um, a pro EU oh, sort hate. of, um, a pro EU sort of uh, uh, PM to be, but another one who got vanquished thanks to just gross mis- um, incompetency. Like there was a there was something that happened in regards to like her email, like emails or text messages or something. Do you remember that? No. Uh... It basically like it basically just showed that she was aware. So she kind of consistently lied to Parliament. Yes. Right. I mean, I do remember a lot of sort of. They would admit one thing, and, yeah, and and like it kind of, yeah, it just got put. They had to so admit said, like, more and more, so it became clear yeah. that they were. So like, she said on like the radio, but there were no kind of like targets, and this was just a bureaucratic mistake. And then that was proven to be wrong. Like, yeah, and she knew about it, and eventually it had to lead to a resignation. Um, She's back now, though, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> she know, replaced uh, Esther McVeigh from yeah. the first quarter. Yeah. So the, you guys brought that character back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, t- 2019 is the year I feel like people will just come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I, I say that without any irony. But anyway, at the end of April, a comeback happened. See, that was a good segue, right? Yeah. Um, and can you guess who the comeback was from? End of April, there was a comeback. Are we talking like politics? No, we're talking, we're talking YouTube, baby. Like, we're not talking <laughs> politics. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, was it Logan Paul? Yes. <laughs> Logan Paul's apology video. Yeah. No, so he had done, yeah, he, he had made the apology documentary. Because <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what YouTubers are doing, right? Also 2018, the year that YouTubers were somehow just all doing like stupidly long documentaries about things that did not need to be that long. Um, <laughs> a tour uh, through my feelings starring Logan Paul, directed by Werner Herzog. So obviously at like, the beginning of the year, he had got into trouble because he went to Japan and he went to the suicide forest and he was just like, yo, dead bodies, whack. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yo. <laughs> Damn, these uh, dead bodies is cloud chasing. And he got into a lot of trouble for that and he lost like all his deals um, and because he wasn't as good as business as PewDiePie, Never aka he wasn't deals. willing, he he wasn't willing to just say the N word like consistently and like not give a fuck. Um, he had to take a break for a while, and then he did this reinvention. So he, part of his reinvention was like, "Yo, I'm tired. I'm gonna stop doing daily vlogs." Um, he got a haircut. That was that was kind of substantial, I guess, for some people. And well, he was just like, transformed. Yo, what if Hitler had got a haircut? Makes you think. <laughs> 2018 is a year I reinvent myself and I learn things and I take names and I take lessons. We dapper laughed. Uh, yeah. Well, no, because he, he kind of tried to do it with a bit <laughs> He's more gonna take names, so such he, as Stefan Molyneux. So he, so he did. He did this documentary, which was supposed to be about suicide, and it was like I want to learn more about why people have mental health issues. And at a time when like everyone was talking about mental health and like exhaustion and stuff like that, it could have been a really good thing. But most of the scenes in that movie were just him walking through forests in slow motion. Um, and just like, you know, just definitely enjoying the fact that he had a new haircut. It's <laughs> like, yeah. so sweet. It's like, that's wow, my, my ears also, can feel like air now. It's weird, right? There's definitely um, something galling about Logan Paul taking a look around and going, why on earth would anyone kill themselves? It's like, look at your career, Logan Paul, and ask yourself that question again. <laughs> um, Everyone so, wants to you know, kill le- themselves. Later on in the year, <laughs> Logan Paul decided that he wanted to reinvent himself, and now he has a podcast, which, as we all know, is a good way to yeah. tell people that you're a normal, insane person. Exactly. It's a um, great way. It's a great way to meet people. <laughs> trigonometry. <laughs> Yo, that's uh, a that's a Q four startup, surely. Um, Biggest okay. news item. So let's go to May. Um, I have a couple of stupid ones for May, so I'm trying to look at like what the what the what the smart ones were. Um, let's start with some stupid stuff. Let's start with some stupid stuff. So on 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 the on on the news of rappers getting into beefs with people, uh, introducing Lil Yachty. Uh, Lil Yachty and Deadmau5. Is it Deadmau5 or just Deadmau5? Oh, I love Deadmau5. Dead Dead okay. yeah. Please Dead call Mouth him Deadmau5. <laughs> um, Lil Yachty wanted to do an or EDM in, song. In the, so in the original like- German, Deadmau5. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he, so, so he tweeted, I want to do a big EDM song and perform it at one of those festivals, which EDM DJ want to make it with me. Um, and he added like a bunch of them, including uh, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse was like, "I'm good, thanks," and that just caused like loads of beef. 
Who wouldn't um, want to do a song with Lil Yachty? I would do a song with Lil Yachty. <laughs> of course you would. Because you're a clout chaser. Remember that song, Broccoli, from a couple of years ago? It was very good. Yeah. <laughs> it also, bro- bro- Broccoli contained a line that, that really kind of shocked the American conscience in a good way or, or bad way, where he basically said, um, and we're touch my gang. We're going to turn this shit to Columbine. And needless to say, most people don't make rap jokes about Columbine <laughs> in America. That cost me 10 times three. So I just, I remember being like, wow, you went there in like the first line of the song. That's an amazing song. Yeah, it fucking rules. And at that moment, that there were loads of people in the West Country going, why are they talking about harvesters on the news? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, we're not a Drumpf podcast, but like, obviously, Trump, Trump did something quite substantial. Ah, oh, damn. He, uh, did, he pull- ki- did he kiss Putin again? No, no. But he pulled out of the Iranian nuclear agreement. So he started beef with Iran again. Um, which was something that we expected to happen. So during that time, obviously, sanctions like sanctions were said going to be reinstated. And I think now they have been or like they pretty much have. They've pretty much in name have been. And that was combined with like the travel ban and stuff. So... Uh yeah, like any sort of any sort of like idea that Iran could kind of reconcile with Trump. Uh well, that was just confirmed. Damn. Uh yeah. I was really hoping that Don- that Donald Trump, master of deals, would be able to go and engage in the delicate negotiations that would bring a sort of decades old um uh, 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 antimony between Ar- Iran and the United States to a close. I really thought that one of his rambling stories about how he could have fingered Lisa Rinna in the early <laughs> 1990s really would have would have sold it. He was, um, I mean, you know, he oh, was, wait, he fuck. was. Uh, Donald Trump is high Renaissance man. Donald Trump is he, just, uh, he's he was just, just like he was just. Oh, I fingered your sister at the feathers. She's really fit. <laughs> he he uh, he just like eradicated all like the fake the fake friends. Exactly. He's, he's only there for real ones like BB Netanyahu, like I guess. Oh, and uh, Jeb Jera, of course. Uh, Bolsonaro. BB, do you love me? Anyway, <laughs> I guess on that, it's still <clears throat> worth mentioning there was like a year of protests in Iran that sort of didn't really get much coverage. Yeah, even I forgot about that. Yeah, or like coverage or even sort of coherent political reaction from anyone in the UK. Yeah, it was just a lot of people going like, "Well, like the Iranian." Government is bad, but good, we don't good, know about these processes. Good, good for them. Yeah, good, good for them. I feel like, yeah, like Brexit just kind of has made everyone's brain into mush, mm. as you kind of see as you like go further down the year. There was some good news though. Uh-huh. Um, Stagecoach Group announced that the rail services on the East Coast Main Line would be brought on back under UK government control. Bra, bra, bra. Um, a big win for socialism <laughs> in the battle of ideas. Um, it also set the precedent that like this conversation about privatized train companies. Um, or railway operators um, is starting to turn the other way. Uh, so it might make the case for nationalizing um, much more palatable. Everything. Right. We should nationalize everything um, except for podcasting because <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need the money. I, I, I have like child support to pay. Um, I've got a SoundCloud album that needs like mastering. Um, yeah. So that, 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 was, that, that was good. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like the, I feel like, that's the perfect sort of ground for like Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party to go on because it's the perfect clusterfuck. Like, mm. like the, how shit the trains are is the perfect clusterfuck between mid, like angry middle class commuters and like the like working class power. Mm. It's like loads of people in Brighton who like bought massively expensive houses to like live by the sea and still work in London, whose lives are just completely fucking ruined. And then like an organised trade union that's massively powerful. I mean, we Hang can on a minute, though, Simon. That. Poor people don't use the trains. Haven't you read the statistics? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, poor people hate they. trains. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. No. Poor, poor people just have jobs like chimney sweep or muck scraper that big, doesn't really require them to go very far, I assume. Ge- big genius Chris, uh, Chris Grayling then kind of capitulated. He said, um, as the story went on, he said that the rail industry had collectively failed passengers um, and that was followed. That was followed when uh, I think it was the East Coast Main Line, or it could have been Southern Rail, like uh, issued like timetable changes because of strikes. Um, I believe that was the case, but it was a it was a interesting move from a transport secretary who, uh, in otherwise, just pretended nothing happened. Um, so May was quite boring year, except for the whole little Yachty thing. Did the World Cup start in May? 
It didn't, did it? No, it was much no, to do, wasn't it? Ireland had some big um, news in Oh, there. no. We had one big significant thing, which was that we news that we are getting a new Joker movie this year. Uh, <laughs> wow. Amazing. <laughs> which I feel like will be like a big cultural moment. The ultimate Joker move would be for another studio to, re- to release a rival Joker movie on the same day. It'll be, it'll be like it'll be um it'll be like the same as the Spider Verse, but it'll just be full of Jokers. Um, I feel I feel I feel that's the only way. What forward. if everyone was a, well? Also, we repealed the Eighth Amendment in May, or Ireland did. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't which is to... actually like just that is wicked. And that like, is important. Good news corner for yeah. a terrible year. Yeah, yeah, that is that is important. Um. Yeah, did so. I'm like, just gonna put one of my male feminist points on the board. <laughs> um, but there was like a really bad take in the spectator, wasn't there, about it? Like Melanie Shocking. Madonna or something. <laughs> no, a bad take in the spectator? No, you uh, must be thinking of another magazine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was like an astronomically bad one. Like, again, um, I think you must be yeah. thinking of a different magazine. <laughs> what, what was the take? It was something along the lines of like. Well, it was kind of like, you know, abortion, you know, abortion is bad in all circumstances and like Ireland is losing its way by was it, going what, to Ross Douthit. Ross Douthit in the New York Times. Oh yeah, that yeah. Yeah, he wrote he wrote a piece basically saying that Ireland was losing its Catholic soul because of abortion being yeah. legalized and that uh, I think there was there also was a really terrible one in the Federalist, but I mean that's part of the course there insane i think one of the uh, one of the ones was that because more working class women get abortions that it's an anti-working class policy because you're killing unborn working class people i think that was one of them it's like a real galaxy brain take Whoa, that's, that like, is, that's like that really, is really galaxy brain that is that is thinking too right there um so in june a very significant- like, actually you shouldn't kill unborn babies because they don't use the trains anyway <laughs> uh, in June, a very significant thing happened, uh, which was the big Tommy Robinson protest that took place after he got arrested um, because he was filming a tr- ongoing trial uh, outside of a courtroom. Yeah, um, something that I feel like people dismissed initially, but it did become so. Fifteen thousand people uh, rallied in support of him, including a bunch of new groups like Generation Identity, uh, the DFLA. Yeah. Um, and you've covered like yeah you've covered that yeah. a lot Simon I mean I feel like yeah over the course of the year I guess because when did he get actually put in prison uh, uh, <laughs> shit I can't I can't even remember oh. wait I'll try and say that in a way that doesn't involve a specific date um, but yeah I, I feel like over the course of the year Tommy Robbins sort of like consolidated his position as Mr. Far Right and like he's the sort of sun around which that galaxy now kind yeah. of circulates the annual and... far right pageant yeah except <laughs> it's fucking like sort of bi-monthly or something and yeah, uh... he didn't he didn't do super well in the swimsuit round but then the talent round oh boy did he smash it with that rendition of jeff buckley's hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah wait i just remembered like a really good moment for the year which was seeing um before he got arrested tommy robinson did a thing called day for freedom which was like this obviously like very specious far right ironic far right like freedoms yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was like this sort of very specious far-right argument on free speech that you should be able to be racist whenever you want. And um, what was her name? This drag queen like did a thing and she gave the speech where she was like, um, so there was an interview in The Guardian where Shania Twain said she might vote for Trump. And then the whole of gay Twitter cancelled her. Well, I haven't cancelled you, Shania. <laughs> they went into that, don't impress me much. Oh, yeah. And like there were a bunch of like old dudes who were just like very confused about what they should do. Yeah. And it was extremely funny because like the people who organized that protest were like these media savvy young kids who were like liberal once upon a time. And they decided to like just become conservative because that's how you make money. Mm. Um, but, they, you know, so they kind of set up this like weird, you know, young left party i didn't know no, it's a, like a young right party which one sorry no it's just like oh i can't even remember his name the irish guy callan yeah yeah, yeah. the guy who left rebel media yes um yeah, and yeah. then lauren southern and a couple of them um and lucy brown right right so all these people who have like live in you know Wait, basically live in cities and the they... peanuts you know they live in cities they go clubbing um i was gonna say that riley's probably dated lauren southern before he came here but um, he's been he's been here for too long, so <laughs> we, we would have had to have been like Riley. What, like... Riley did a benzo off of her in a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would have had to have been what, like high school match. sweethearts. 
Yeah, I would, that, would, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, sure. I was high school sweethearts yeah. with Lauren Southern. But like, I was watching a live stream and just like all these old guys who were just like really uncomfortable, like watching this, like watching this drag queen dance to Shania Twain. And like, I remember one stream where like some guy was just like picked up on the microphone being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was great. It was great. Um, so that was fun. That was fun because it also kind of consolidated, well, it consolidated like him as now the leader of the right movement and it kind of led to him led to Tommy Robinson becoming like an advisor to UKIP later on in the year. Yeah. Um, it also led to the ascension of like guys like Sargon and the, the Nazi pug dude. Um, yeah. yeah um, and, he, and he got like an estimated two million pounds in donations. Right. Right. To, to free him and was backed by the Middle East Forum, which is this like very yeah. wingnut American yeah. think tank. So it was also like him becoming a very international phenomenon. Yeah. Which he was already a bit, yeah. but it's like really. It can like, kind of like consolidated it, um, which kind of I'm plays very just... well. Yeah. I'm also just imagining like what you would want Tommy Robinson's advice on. Like I'm imagining UKIP being like, look, Tommy, we know you don't know much about politics, but how is it that everyone can remember your name? No one can remember any of our names. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be catchy. It's only got to be a few syllables and you've got to name yourself after a very notorious British football hooligan. (laughs) Oh yeah. You have to invent yourself a new name. Yeah. Um, Just like the Joker. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to say like, the whole way that thing started was so fucking annoying in the first place. Like it was him reporting for the rebel media going outside a like trial of a rape gang in Canterbury and then supposedly exposing them. And it's like, dude, they're already on trial. Like you are not spotlight. <laughs> they're, they're literally like in the fucking courtroom. Okay. And the last story, cause I'm conscious that we have to move on is just a stupid story from, uh, which was about the chicken, uh, KFC ran out of chicken. That's the that's the TLDR. KFC ran out of chicken. People got very angry about it. One woman called the police. <laughs> the other one wrote a letter of complaint saying that she would have to go to Subway instead. Um, this bodes very well for Brexit Britain. Oh yeah. Who we are currently being warned may face food shortages. Um, Have they specified what kind of food shortages? <laughs> basic vegetables right from farms and you've got like ministers saying oh yeah like if you have a food shortage it'll be fine because it will just mean your nation will get stronger because it'll be able to survive more that's ah, very the like spirit of the blitz yeah um which is very thinking too but yeah, yeah. okay so i will end it there uh, a very stupid quarter um possibly could have been more stupid <laughs>